0: We, we need to be like, recording
1: no, this. I'm recording. I just started. Sorry. Okay. Oh, let me should. say. Let me say that again. Let me start over. The way that she phrased it was that she was like, "Tom White is giving up on acting," and I was like, "That can That's not true. Like, maybe he has a kid now, but he's in the game."
2: Yeah. I mean, I'm. I'm in. It's a. It's a. All right. Are we getting it? Okay. Are we getting into it? Are we just?
3: Let's well, start the pod and then. And we'll come back
2: we'll to come this. Back. Wait, all also, cats, where's Tallulah? All the cats are in here. She was supposed to be at a dance class, uh, but they didn't email us back. So I think she's out and about. It's a beautiful day.
1: Oh, with Sarah. Um,
2: mm-hmm, and no, they'll probably cell be cell back. Mainly. I will probably be on this when they, they come in. So yeah, we let her go sometimes. <gasps> well, yeah. Yeah, Sarah yeah. wanted to tag along. She's a big girl. Uh, yeah.
3: <laughs> Here's her walking around. Yeah, then. no, please. If, she, if they do
1: come in, we would love to just say hi. Oh, mm-hmm. she would love to. Yay. Okay, great.
2: Yeah. She's a smoker now.
1: Well, hopefully someday she can get sponsored.
2: I've definitely, on two different occasions, had a roommate who dipped. And we, like, both got Chipotle with Chipotle drinks. And at some no. point, he finished his drink. Oh, yeah. And, oh, my God. And, uh, you know, I, had a, I grabbed my beverage and took the straw and sucked up some <gasps> old peppermint spit.
0: No. Oh, my God. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> on, of top of on top on of Chipotle. On top of Chipotle.
3: <laughs> we have to start the podcast because my heart is like breaking because we we can use this but we also can't really use it on the podcast until we do the intro okay okay we can use Um, it in our promo we can use it in our promo though
1: getting charms without the chain so you can add it to your bracelet
3: trying to give yourself eyelash extensions at home
1: spritzing your cat when it's naughty
3: having really wet eyebrows
1: sticking your fingers into melted wax
3: making fun of british people welcome to crazy hot a podcast about what makes us all so so fucking hot hello we're crazy hot and so
1: are you I'm Eileen, and I've exercised the last two days in a row, and I honestly can barely walk now. And I'm Lauren, and I have a huge secret. Well, oh my God, what's your secret? I'm not telling you. Bear, well, me. why would you? S- I want to know. You can tell me. You can tell me anything.
3: Your cat is literally just hissing into <laughs> your mic. <laughs> I know he's. He doesn't like public radio, and he thinks I'm doing public radio. Get away oh, from me! Is your cat a Republican? Yeah. Lauren. He's still not getting over the fact. I actually have to use what my computer's on to like block me from him.
1: Oh my God. Can he leave the room?
3: Yeah. He needs
1: we to do know. love cats. We're our cat loving podcast. We're cat friendly, but we are, um, annoyed at interruptions of any kind except mm-hmm. for a small child.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> um, okay. You guys, we should just cut right to the chase and introduce our amazing guest. Mm-hmm. He, uh, has, He's done a lot of stuff. He um, He's a UCB famous person. He's done a lot of movies, but he's actually, his most notable credit is being This mostly um, primary coach to our improv team, the Sister Wives. Mm -hmm. Um, He has an amazing little family and we love him so much. Please give a very, open your ears open to Tom White, the most (laughs) generic name in the world. The most special man. Mm -hmm. Our
3: Zen coach mentor improv. Yes.
2: That is a career without any exaggeration. That is uh, one of the most influential things in my career was uh getting to work with you guys
0: well
1: is you still will life changing Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we'll be back i
2: hope but if not i it's there's never been a group um that even compares just in terms of influence they've had on me uh to you guys you guys uh just changed so much the way i think about the world the way i think about um, my uh role in society as a performer as a um yeah as a straight white male in a very uh privileged position um and uh just there are voices out there that are so important and many of them are are almost all of them reside in your group and i just love uh learning from you guys and watching and reading and listening to the things you make, um, both close up and and from afar. I think it's, it's been a mutual, uh, mutually beneficial relationship, if not one-sided, uh, me getting all the benefits. So.
1: Oh my God, Tom. Um, um, thank, thank you so much. That's so sweet. And um, I mean, I think we can all say the same for you. We, we've we learned so much from you. And, yep. you know, we are all, um, we've pretty much almost all of us babysat your child. So not me, hoping to. Not Lauren, because Lauren <laughs> sucks. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> because Lauren's <laughs> the worst. But um, yeah, thank you so much. We are so happy to have you here on the pod. We just have one question for you. One quick question. That's it. It's a very short podcast. It's a very short podcast. Then we'll be done.
0: Okay. Why are Are you so
1: hot? hot? What is it about you that makes people be drawn to you as a person? Mm -hmm. Physical, personality, anything?
2: I know I... I wrote some answers down. I don't remember them, and I don't have them in front of me. But off the top of my head, I would, If I'm if I'm trying to answer that, honestly, I think it's a curiosity. I think it's the same curiosity that a lot of um, kids have when they're they're playing together on, like junior high, fifth, sixth grade kids when they're playing mm-hmm. together and they're curious while they're playing. I think that's that's a big part of of who I am that hasn't left me. And I've found in my life that the people gravitate towards that. Like when you're Mm -hmm. curious about someone else and what they think, or like how they play Mm -hmm. Uh, and not just like in comedy, just, you know, in life Um, Mm -hmm. that, that people, people like that and they, and they gravitate towards that and they start expressing that part of themselves, which I think for a lot of us is is the best part. Um, And yeah, I'm also like, it's a combination of like the most generic kind of front with a very sometimes Weasley inside. And I think that combination is kind of fun.
1: You think you have a weaselly inside? I do. And a like a generic front.
2: That's I mean, it's like front. named Tom White. I look like mm. the, I mean, not right now cause it's like quarantine and you know, everything. You know, and you have a,
1: a short beard, a very short beard.
2: A short beard, but with this mustache. <laughs> with the
1: cool mustache. Look at that, mustache. Tom White Every cool man has to go through the phase where he has a mustache, I feel like.
3: In, Nick, in quarantine quarantine otherwise right yeah. now. Josh Wait, loves say that a again? mustache. Nick has a mustache right now that I begged him for and wow. he has shorn into his face and I love it and he's actually keeping it for a few days at my behest but wow That's I how this
2: to... that's how this happened. This is uh this is a few days old and I it literally was only kept because um Sarah was into it. I was
3: like, yeah. Oh. I love okay, it. Well, okay, wow, maybe
2: it does I, look alright.
1: I, mm-hmm. I really don't like the mustache on josh i don't i think he looks handsome but it freaks me out a little i'm like you seem like in a much like a different person to me like very like 70s porno kind of it's a little yeah. scary it is very the
3: deuce like he's mm-hmm. a cop on the deuce and i'm mm-hmm. maggie john hall and who knows what's gonna happen I and who knows what's gonna happen that's
2: 90 of it is that <laughs> vibe um and you're either yeah. into it or you're not and mm-hmm. i i'm i'm on the fence with it but when I don't have this, I look like the the clip art guy, like the pipe, just the generic kind of <laughs> like <laughs> dad, like Amer. And I think that mixed with like you know butthole humor and mm-hmm. uh, like slightly shady behavior at times is you know who's, in in fun is right. a, a nice combination. Maybe that's who's not-
1: who's the celebrity that people most that people most say that you look like.
2: For the longest time, it's it's been Tom Hanks. Uh, I think it is not, Tom Hanks. Now, I think it's Tom yeah. Hanks
3: too. But I didn't want to yeah. just be jumping on the overcrowded bandwagon. No,
2: I and I've gotten. I had a really horrible haircut in junior high, uh, where they they were like, "Do you want sideburns?" Like I'm, I, I have not hit puberty. I don't know like what. So I was like, "No, like what are you going to do?" Why would they I don't ask have you hair that? Here. I don't know. And I said, no. And so they took it up like way high, like the Forrest Gump haircut. Oh so not God. only do I look like that, mm. but then I had this really fucked up haircut
0: mm-hmm.
2: and um, I was running, I ran track in junior high and parents, both home team in a way would yell run Forrest run like loudly while I was racing.
1: Oh my and God. Yeah. It,
2: it, it's like, ha, ha ha. Yeah. It's like, He's but not also unattractive. But it's also poor yeah. Gump. Like that's really, I feel like. Anyway, it's been Tom Hanks. When I was a little kid, nice. it was uh, Do- Doogie Hauser, who we didn't know as Neil Patrick Harris at the time. We only knew him oh, as Doogie Hauser. Oh, I
1: you know? can't I can't see that. It. But I no, but, it's... It, yeah, but I've seen a picture of you as a child where you have like a mullet.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've had I had long like blonde curly hair
0: wow. and it was, wow. uh,
2: yeah. And then I went like a rat tail phase. I shaved stuff in the back of my head, like mm-hmm. the Batman symbol, right. Chicago bulls wow. logo.
0: Wow. Is that,
3: is that around what hairstyle did you have in the story where you had a house party and the dad yelled at you and then he wrote you an apology letter? Oh yeah. You yeah. let the
2: weasel in the hen house. Uh, mm-hmm. I had, a, I had basically what I had, uh, what I've had my whole life, um, which is just, Normal hair. Yeah, normal hair that I kind of like hair. combed back. Mm-hmm. Just normal hair. Mm-hmm. It's kind of curly, but I don't like
3: A lame segue into me talking about that story, which I think is such a funny story. And I think about every once in a while where I'm like, oh, yeah. And if someone's parent was ever mad at me, maybe they write an apology letter to me
2: with a big old check.
3: He so wrote you a check?
2: check? Oh, yeah. It was an apology letter and a huge check.
3: For our Wait. listeners, can you just tell the
2: story, I'll just keep it. story? Yeah. So, uh, long story short, Um, Growing up, uh, I had this sort of best friend who was very, very, his, um, his family was very well off. My family was, you know, middle middle class, Um, but going over to his house, you know, they had a pool, they had like this separate garage with golf carts and like an antique army Jeep and uh, just massive property. And sometimes they'd go out of town and they would always ask me to like watch can you water the plants? Can you feed the dog? If they were gone for a long time, sort of like take care of the pool and they'd pay me a little bit of money to do this. And as I got older and I started growing further away from this kid, I, wait a minute. Um, I started growing further and further away from this. Here, hold on, I'm gonna pause this story and I'm gonna put the, the Press pause on the on. story. Okay, I'm gonna put the headphones on. Is she so hiding her eyes?
1: Here. Hi, Before. Tallulah. <laughs>
0: Hi. How's it going?
3: Hi, big girl. you hiding? Peekaboo? <gasps> Where'd you go? Where did you go? Do you see Tallulah, Eileen? I don't see anything. her. That's so weird. Is I, she? she was just there. There and she disappeared. <laughs> she was okay,
1: just there. Huh? Her. Her. Did you see her? Did you yeah. see her? Did you t- oh, I hear her and now I can hear Tallulah. Hmm, Tallulah, where are you? Tallulah, where are you?
2: You want to open your
1: eyes? Huh, she's- <gasps> oh,
2: you are! Are! Oh, you are! oh, good, <laughs> good
3: job. job. Hi. How are good you? Idea. You're good. So, is it warm outside in New York City, Tallulah? Cold. It's cold, it's cold. again. Yeah. Yeah. Was Did it warm up? yesterday? Yeah, it was super warm. It super was spring. Warm. It was spring. Did you spring. Get take your yeah. coat off? I did. Go ahead.
0: You did. Uh, wow. That's such good. good
1: sentence structure.
3: Good compliment for her, Eileen. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: I'm known for that. I got to take my coat off too. It was so fun. So, Lula, did you see any animals outside today?
1: No. Oh. No.
3: Do you see doggies sometimes? Yeah. But you have a kitty inside, right? Yeah. A Aww. kitty inside. What's your kitty's name at your house, Tulula? Kitty. Yeah. He's a great kitty. He's, He's a great kitty? Mm. Yeah. yeah. You take good nice. care of him? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes he gets scared. <gasps> he Why? gets scared? Why what does he get scared? Him? Because he... he does
1: he he sigh a little bit?
3: He sigh. He, he's yeah, he, he, he cries? He yeah. sigh. Oh. Oh, he's shy. um oh. yeah, kitties oh. can be shy.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Kitties can be shy. But then they go rest and they come back, right?
1: Did you go outside with a mommy?
3: Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Nice. Where did you go? I go to the Playground, the playground, playground. and there were kids.
1: There There were were kids there. Did you play with them? I
3: said hi. Hi, that's very nice. That's so nice, Tallulah. How old are you today? I'm gonna be three. You're going to, you're You're going to be be three three in May. May? Wow, you even know when your birthday is. That's great. Do you know what day your birthday is? What number? Yeah. What number? Help! <laughs> Help! <laughs> Help, Daddy! Help me see. Help, Daddy. What is the question? What what, what day number day is her birthday? I can't. yeah.
2: Then six. Six is the number day.
3: Six. <gasps> six May six. May six. six. Wow. wow. Three is a big age to Lula. You're gonna get a lot more jobs, and you're going to learn a lot more, and you're gonna be a big girl. Yeah. Yeah. Right, you a big, big
0: girl. girl.
3: Bye bye. Bye bye. Thank you. Thank,
1: Thank you, you for so much. bye bye?
2: What's bye bye? Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. I-, I can't hear them. I know because they're in the headphones. <laughs> they're in the headphones. Okay. They're not in the headphones, but that's what. <laughs> that's what's going on all right don't pull that out yeah she's pretty amazing she's you're amazing. pretty amazing she's you know that so
1: smart oh my Here's god you.
2: oh wow i've never I hi
1: sarah tell sarah we say hi oh, Hi sarah. sarah.
2: they're saying hi sarah hi
1: ladies oh my gosh mr baby hi sarah she's so smart oh my gosh yeah. how do you get a kid to be that smart oh
2: i don't know um yeah she that's the first time i've, I've heard oh. she's turning three that? in may i mean i knew i I knew that myself but i've never heard her say that right
1: she like i babysat a three-year-old and he told me he was 30 so i (laughs) so i mean dated while. yeah
0: (laughs) Yeah. but
2: then you have to go through that to learn that lesson right that's Mm -hmm. something that like you can't tell someone hey they're three years old it's like yeah you just need to let this play out and you will
0: Mm -hmm. yeah no because
2: yeah, mm-hmm. you, you make it, you solidify the relationship when you start criticizing it, because then they latch onto this person. Like, I'm not going to let you tell me to not be with them.
1: Mm-hmm. You can't yeah. tell me I'm three. What
2: are we talking about? Oh, the story. Oh, just so your I'll, story. Yes. So blah, blah, blah. So they asked me to watch their house a lot. And just a quick sidebar. We'd also asked their, their son to watch our dog one time for one day and we were gonna pay him like 50 bucks. And not only did he not do that, but then the dog ran away because he didn't come over and and feed the dog. So we like lost our dog. So I'd like drift, yeah, forever. just, the dog was gone. Dog ran away Um, because there was no food. So anyway, like we started growing further apart from this kid, like, so we weren't like best friends anymore but his, his family would still ask me to watch the house. Cut to, and they would pay me almost nothing. Uh, but I would do it cause it's like, I, you know, I'm a nice kid and they, at, now it's like all of a sudden like junior year, it's like the summer of my junior year of high school. And they're say they're going to be gone for two weeks. So I'm over there. And now I have like a group of friends who are different and they bring up, like I'm over there, you know, they would come with me to like help clean the pool or whatever. I'm like, why don't we have some people over? And I would never in, thought of that. Like, well, why not? Like they're gone till, you know, they're going to be back like next Thursday. Yeah, let's have some people over. It's, you know, it's like more than a week away. And so we have some people over. It's daytime, you know, it's probably around noon. It's like, why don't we have some girls over like later tonight? Like, Why don't we have like a big old party? And we do. And, you know, there's, I I don't know. There's at least 10, 15 cars um, around their property everything, you know, everyone's having a great time. There's people, I see people driving around in golf carts. That's a little like, how did they get into their garage? But who cares? Whatever happened, we can clean up. We have, a. Hey, whose car is that pulling up? Tom, Tom, whose van is that pulling up in the driveway? And I look and it's like, they're not supposed to be back for at least another week. And it's their van pulling up into the driveway. Oh my God. All these cars here, all these people. And they stop. they have this very long driveway. It's at least I would say um, maybe a football field length from when you can see a car to when it would get to the house. And they pull up about halfway and they stop and the dad gets out of the driver's seat. Um, It's just the car stopped halfway up the drive and he just starts walking up, looking down, shaking his head the whole walk and he gets closer to me. And as soon as he's within earshot, he says... (sighs) <sighs> you let the weasel in the hen house, Tom. You let the weasel in the hen house. And I've never felt more like a piece of shit uh in my life. And he's like, Okay, round everybody up, round everybody up. Let's get them together. Um, I'm gonna call, you know, I'm gonna call the police, and you know, it's gonna be better for you if everyone who's here right now. And everyone's gone, their cars are still here, but everyone is scattered, and because we were, you know that kids we had these little like walkie-talkie radio mm-hmm. no one had a cell phone so it's like we have these walkie-talkies and i'm on the walkie-talkie like guys the, you know it's it's the, the we're busted your cars are here you're gonna have to come back anyway come on everyone just show up and in the worst possible way everyone shows up all piled onto these golf carts like on these golf carts which means they've like broken into yeah. their garage and they For like sure. roll oh up God. on these <laughs> people's golf carts and he's like the dad's you got to you got into the garage just go just go everybody go and it's like oh my gosh so I, I you know we all leave and it's you know I I, I don't go home that night I, I stay at a friend's house because I assume I'm in some really big trouble so the next day I, I go home in the morning I go home and I like open the door oh uh-huh, you guys have and I realized like he the parents didn't call I'm not in trouble and like a couple days go by and I realize we, I should be, a, I should be a good person about this. I'm going to get all the people that were involved, that were my friends. I'm going to get them all together. We're all going to write out what we did. I mean, this is what we did. This is what happened. And we're going to sign a letter saying like, we're so sorry. This is what happened. Just so you know, and this is just be open with it. So mm-hmm. bring them all to my house, print this out on the computer. We all sign it. Mm-hmm. My mom comes home from work and I literally want, to, you guys want some pizza rolls? And, uh, one of my friends says, Tom, the letter's on the cabinet. And I look over into the kitchen, just as my mom is picking up this letter that we wrote, what's this? And she reads yeah. it and she's so, Good. oh, she is devastated. Cause it's also gotta be embarrassing as a parent. Like mm-hmm. what this happen? I didn't know these people are yeah. upset. Like, mm-hmm. what did you do? These were our neighbors. And mm-hmm. so then like every the cat's out of the bag. I get in a bunch of trouble. Um, and we just—it's super awkward because we live right next to these people. We've known them for years, and it's a small town. We see them in the video store, and we don't talk. We just don't. It's like we don't exist to each other. And so that was the summer of my junior year. I have my senior year. I graduate uh, high school, um, and and I get a letter after I graduate. This big thick envelope from a law office that this kid's father worked at, you know, like mill blah, 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 and associates and it's thick. And I just assume it's like, oh man, they found something was stolen in the garage. They assume, you know, someone got into the antique army cheap. Someone took something, they've got found a safe or something. I don't know. I just assume it's a big mess. And I open it up and it's like this long five or six page letter, um, handwritten letter. That's just a big apology for how he handled it and how he's like, it's the middle of the summer. You're a junior in high school. What did we expect you to do? Like, how were we that upset that you had some friends over? It's like, mm-hmm. nothing was damaged. There was no property damage. There was nothing. Like, you owned up to it. He's like, I can't believe that I sacrificed like getting to know you like more. You had such a big influence on our son, and for the, I mean, it, it was one of the most touching letters I've ever received. And at the bottom of it was a check for two thousand dollars and yeah i oh we ended up god. burying the hatchet at the denny's after that we literally buried the hatchet he he did something where he lifted up a menu and he's like this is the hatchet we're burying it and he set the denny's menu on top of it um oh my
1: god uh,
2: that's so yeah touching. it was incredible it was it was incredible and just wow also the kind of person that would that much later it's one thing to be like you know i handled that in a poor way it's another thing to say i'm going to own up to it and mm-hmm. express not, not even about the money but just share that like hey i really should have handled that in a different way and i'm an adult and you were a kid
1: mm-hmm.
0: and that's
2: uh yeah i'll never forget that
1: wow that's a- that is so, that's so that powerful story. that's that story that's a great that's story a great story yeah because he he so could i mean because you did do something wrong but like he so easily could have just been like yeah i'm never gonna talk to you again you did the wrong thing but he really took responsibility and that was so nice. Wow. And
2: in doing doing so also, you know, I uh, helped me transition from feeling like that was like, what's wrong with me that I did that Mm -hmm. to feeling like, oh yeah, yeah, it was a mistake, but it's like, kids make mistakes. Mm -hmm. It's not the worst mistake you can make. And honestly, Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean you're a bad person and you could still have like had a positive impact on, you know, it's like, I wasn't just a negative thing in your life that I was someone that you enjoyed being around or whatever.
1: Are you guys still in touch?
2: I, no, um, just because I, I fell out of touch with the, the son, it was kind of like, oh, weird to like have a relationship with his parents and not like talk to the kid, but I did one time, uh, many years later, I just, it just hit me how meaning. this is, this is separate, but like I grew up in a, in a household where my mother had a uh, substance abuse problem and she, I I didn't know that at the time but I think a lot of especially adults knew that Mm
0: -hmm. and
2: I realized over uh, over time that this family had kind of like scooped me up Mm
0: -hmm.
2: in part because they saw something in me and knew that Mm -hmm. it would um that they could give me a little better environment in in certain moments and I Mm -hmm. I I called them just to basically say I know I know that that was one reason you did that and Mm -hmm. I just wanted to say thank you and um yeah that was the last time i talked to him it was just oh like God. a weird call in a parking lot where it's just like it, i will never forget that you that you did that and you know also didn't make me feel weird about it and wow sort of like we want you to go on vacation with us
0: mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. well cool awesome
2: <laughs> yeah
1: wow tom that's you should like make a movie about this you should write yeah. a movie
2: i really about i really at some point want to want to tell tell the that story i just yeah i think i'm still figuring out in my head like mm-hmm how to tell it and, and still be like, you know, it's easy to like fall into like the details, like the saucy details of my, you know, and mm-hmm. it's like, I wanna, the story for me is more about a lot of the, the people that stepped up and yeah, just painting it in, the, in a positive light. But I, I want to, I wanna tell that totally. story. Totally. I hope, I hope to do so.
3: Wow. That's such a cool part about life when you realize, you, when you step out of your purview for a while and you're like hmm it was such a different shape when it happened and then it became a totally different shape and now it's growing different shapes on top of it as i gain perspective on you know wow. they took me under their wing for this reason <laughs> mm-hmm. he was mad for this reason and you know him coming home from vacation why was he coming home early What yeah kind of honestly
1: movie? why was he coming home so
2: early though yeah what the fuck i, was I that honestly about? don't know they like, were like did someone tip I, him off I never found that out. No, I think something went wrong with their trip or they were visiting family Mm. and like something came up. Mm -hmm. Um, I assume i I never found out. I never found Um. out why. Um, Yeah.
1: Well, you are a comedian and um, so far we have not really given you the opportunity to be like very funny. Um, but we really love the wisdom bombs you're dropping on us. Can you tell us a little bit about your journey with, with comedy, how you started, why you why you like it or, or hate it?
2: Yeah. Oh, man. Um, I, st- I think I got into it. Um, my mom took me to, there's this play called The Nerd, mm-hmm. which... I I don't think it's a really good play. Uh, I I mean, I saw it when I was probably five or six years old. And there's a scene in that play where this guy has to go to, I I don't know the context. He has to go to the bathroom and he's on a plane. And that sounds like a good play. I mean, it's, it's, especially for like like a six-year-old and it's like, oh, it's about having to go pee. Like, (laughs) awesome. Can relate.
3: That's my nine to five, baby. At one
2: point, someone says like, urinate, urinate, your bladder's going to explode. And I thought that was the funniest thing. Like I couldn't, I couldn't keep it together. I lost, I lost it in a way that I, as a little kid, had never lost it before. We went back a second time. I think my mom saw how much I liked it, especially that moment. And I don't even know if I understood it, but the second time we went, I knew that moment was coming up and it has nothing to do with, I think that that's what they were talking about, but I laughed so hard and I'm also a little kid that I completely let go and, pee like just it all comes out I pee all over the seat pee all over myself but don't don't care don't you know the
1: irony though of the play being about pee
2: I don't think it's about I think that's such a small part of the show oh, okay. I think okay. it, I don't really know what it's about <laughs> but for me that's certainly the only reason I'm there is for that moment yeah and I don't even really care my mom notices when the show's done and she goes to like all right let's oh let's go let and she Um, And that started like chasing that, like, oh, that's a fun feeling, like Mm. laughing. And the next thing I know, my mom's showing me like Mr. Robinson's Neighborhood on SNL. Like she was big into old SNL. So I'm like six, seven years old watching Eddie Murphy spoof Mr. Rogers, which I'm also actively watching. Like I Mm -hmm. watch Mr. Rogers. So Mm -hmm. I can understand, I start understanding like, oh, he's doing that but in a different way mm-hmm. and I fall in love with Eddie Murphy and then she introduces like some uh, Eddie Murphy stand-up that I'm watching way too young to be watching that uh, some Robin mm-hmm. Williams stuff the one where he's all coked up and a hot man mm-hmm. and like just being fed this mm-hmm. in a way that I I mean it was I I chased that and I kept chasing mm-hmm. that I think um, I would just do impressions of those people. Uh, Mm -hmm. like, this is what they did. Will you laugh when I do it like that? Mm -hmm. And
3: it feels so good to hear your parents Mm -hmm. laugh Mm -hmm. and then be able to replicate that
0: because you're really
3: like controlling. It's like magic. It's like emotional Mm -hmm. magic. And you can bring such joy to your parents at at a young age. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: And all of a sudden they're listening to you. Mm -hmm. Like they're really Mm -hmm. waiting to hear what you have to say or how you say something in a way that it's not just like, you know, they're talking at you or pretending to listen to you. They really want to hear what you have to say. And mm-hmm. I think that's a really interesting part of it. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I I chased that, you know, I, I tried to play sports because I was tall and you're supposed to play sports and wasn't that good at it, but I was tall. So you you get away with stuff for a little bit. But then as soon as athleticism came in mm. and I couldn't do that, I saw there's like, oh, they have a fall play. It was like mm. you could do a play. I had auditioned for the musical, uh, with Katie Holmes, Katie Holmes went to my, I went to an all boys school. She went to the sister school,
0: the Katie Holmes,
2: the Katie Holmes. And this was damn Yankees. Um, and they said, everyone got in to the musical. That's not true. Not everybody gets into the musical. Uh, I did not. And I was devastated <gasps> cuz I thought like maybe that was something I was be good at it's like performing it's like, yeah. ah. and then I realized there's one where you don't have to sing mm. and I start doing that and it's just you know you you have people uh, really being supportive it's like oh this is something you're good at this is something you like people you make people laugh mm-hmm. And my yeah. mom, you know, the whole time my mom is taking me, you know, I'm like 14, taking me to these grown-up stand-up comedy shows. And if you mm. go to the six o'clock show where they're kind of warming up, you can like they'll let a kid in. You know, you can't get a kid into like the eight o'clock show a lot of times, or especially mm. not like a 10 o'clock show.
0: Right. But I'm
2: going to see stand-up like all through junior high and high school. And just be it just felt like, well, this is a thing that's really valued in my family, specifically by my mom. So it's like, I want to. I want to make her proud too. I want to do something that like she digs that she thinks is, is interesting. Mm -hmm. And um, like comedy is a, so that, that just kind of turned into like acting. Mm -hmm. Um, And it wasn't until like, I came to New York and was just really lonely and Mm -hmm. had no friends that are like, felt like I was connecting to anyone. And someone mentioned uh, UCB and that was, that, you know, just changed everything in terms of it's acting or whatever, but it's, the fun part of it, it's mm-hmm. the part that I really mm-hmm. like the, the mm-hmm. comedy stuff. And that's, I don't know, that's kind of the story in a nutshell Then I did uh, UCB stuff and mm-hmm. made a lot of really good friends and had some mm-hmm. uh, really uh, good luck and mm-hmm. got to perform a bunch. And yeah, met you guys.
1: Where Where is it you're from again? Sorry.
2: I was born in Texas. You uh, born in then,
1: Texas?
2: Yeah, I was born in I Texas. I feel
1: like I never knew that.
2: Mm-hmm. My family is very like from the southwest. And then we moved to bolo Ohio. Ties. I I have one. Turquoise bolo tie.
1: Wow. Mm-hmm. Just oh, like yeah. in
3: breaking bad in New Mexico. Like mm-hmm. That's
2: pretty much, yeah, based on uh some your parts life. of my life yeah wouldn't yeah. it be
3: such a funny sketch to have someone wearing a bolo tie who like goes back to see their family and you have to put on your bolo tie but you keep like dragging it through queso when you're like reaching a of the <laughs> table and then oh, when you stand up, you're just getting like bolo tie <sighs> marks all oh, over you oh my god Lord, how many bolo it, ties have it. been
2: ruined from queso from queso oh, i know
3: when you say they're south southwest people that's that's what you meant is there's a lot of queso going around yeah, yeah Tex-Mex mm-hmm.
2: is what we ate Tex-Mex food is really what I meant to say yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course um
1: it. we do have to take a little break to talk about our sponsor <laughs> okay. um oh. so and I'm really sorry about this we have to do it they pay I'm, us I'm so a lot of money no we yeah. shouldn't be it's not
2: gonna be
3: good it's not good. It's gonna be good it's gonna be horrible
1: except yeah, for us like with the like money
2: an anti-me sponsor uh okay. you'll see you'll oh see god mm-hmm. forbid there was an
3: anti-cis white male product tom like a diva yeah. cup or something of that yeah <laughs> <But you laughs> anything really
2: on the show it up? like i'm not gonna no but
3: what? actually no, no this is actually something that. you could maybe benefit from
1: actually <laughs> actually now i'm thinking about it now no but just listen
2: yeah. okay <laughs>
1: Have you ever been on a date with someone who's skeptical of your character because you accidentally let slide that you briefly worked as a phone scammer while you were in between jobs once? Then you need Running Child. Running Child is a service where we provide a child between the ages of five and 10 to run up to you and your date at any location and pretend that you've had a positive influence on their life. Custom scripts available. Some of our most successful custom scripts are, ever since you counseled my mom in therapy, she's finally been able to be present for me. The time you went skiing with me and my family as our live-in nanny and saved me from a bear was a pivotal moment in my childhood. And I wrote my third grade paper on you for the person I admire most because of the time you found my mom when I was lost in a small bodega. Your date will be enthralled at your ability to hold the admiration of a child because let's be honest, nothing is more pure than that. Worried that it'll be bad for the kids because your date is at midnight at a bar? Never fear. These kids are trained to stay up late. We even have contracts with several bars worldwide to provide a child Wrangler and snacks for the running child while they wait for your cue to run up to them, slipping uh, slipping in the code word catapult into conversation. So hire a running child to fix your bad date today. Running child, we make you
3: look good. We're really sorry about that. <laughs> We're so sorry. You got to make
2: money. You uh, got to make money. You guys don't listen, ever be ashamed running- of, of that. Yeah.
3: We saw a running child's in act working (laughs) Um, when Broadway is shut down actually there's a lot more running children because all the kids in Billy Elliot don't have jobs and they're and they're they're, they're amazing actors and they can memorize lines and not
2: enough people are talking about that yeah the Billy Elliot kids
3: the Billy Elliot child unemployment crisis is affecting moms (laughs) walking around money everywhere it's it's it's
1: a really a huge national crisis
3: (laughs) but we're sorry we had to say that and we will have to mention it a couple more times so um, and
1: also, Tom, because, um, you know, consider because Tallulah is so smart that she could be making you some money as a running child. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I do I have the I do have their contact. I mean, but there's a big
2: there's a big gap between like the Billy Elliot kids and, you know, kind of like where she's like Billy Elliot kids are, are basically, you know, trash I, compared. I, I know. I know they don't. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. they don't give sainthood for Broadway, but it's like the. The purity and the innocence that those kids mm-hmm. bring to the stage or brought mm-hmm. to the stage every single night mm-hmm. is is something that i think is on a spiritual level myself
3: they absolutely are, they are angels come to earth i would say but um you know they're they're not doing so hot now they're and a lot of them so have hot. actually turned to demons and really gotten into some nasty broadway stuff if you know i love I mean. that
2: they're running i think that's what really <laughs> would make me make me pull the trigger on, Mm -hmm. on, I don't know, did you say purchasing or renting?
3: We call it purchasing
1: Purchasing. purchasing for the night. Purchasing for
2: the night. Okay. Night night
1: child.
3: (laughs) (laughs) That was a working title for a while. (laughs) Working working title night child. Oh God. Yeah.
2: Um, I hope as soon as we can get them back to work in any capacity, uh, the better.
3: Yeah. I mean, a lot of them unfortunately have had to, Work at this child-run restaurant called John Deese. Um, which yes, which was rest- a sponsor
2: from
1: a previous, a
3: previous, um, a previous so, episode. Yeah. John, John Deese. Deese. John Deese. Um, it's it's run like by the, children. Yeah, it's run by children. Um, they're saying is tonight dinners on the kids, or tonight the kids are figuring it out or something, and mm-hmm. it's a really mm. kind of weird, uh, you know, immersion experience. Yeah. Um, so this is kind of helping those kids out to not work at John Deese. Um, <laughs> so Tom, I wanted to ask some questions about. What life is like, I remember when, when we were in improv and you were like, guess what guys, Sarah, your wife is pregnant and we're going to have a child. And we were so excited and it was very permission giving to me in my mind where I'm like, this is a family that is working, auditioning, acting, and they're going to have this beautiful baby girl who is just so amazing and seems to be enhancing your life and, and, you know, just like blowing out the walls of a New York city couple's life in so many lovely ways. And I think that's such a cool experience that we don't talk about enough in our industry because it's kind of like, well, just drill yourself into a hole until you make it. And then you can think about doing the rest of life. Yeah. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. I just, I just feel like that's so, that's such a wonderful way to way to describe it and i also just think like what kind of request is that to like Mm -hmm. to be successful you have to sacrifice everything Mm -hmm. and i get it's like i get the appeal of the like the romanticism of that like i'm gonna this or bust i'm just whatever it takes and the reality is like you can put in whatever it takes. It's still like, is the act in and of itself satisfying enough that you're going to be satisfied if you sacrifice everything and it doesn't happen?
0: Mm-hmm. Or
2: you sacrifice everything and it doesn't happen for 30 years? Like, are you okay existing like that? Yeah. And like, what are you what are you sacrificing? And for what ends? Like, what's the end goal? Um, and I, it just really started more than anything. Like, I think you can absolutely it's a really nice segue into looking at it on your own terms, as opposed Mm -hmm. to someone else's terms, because it's Mm -hmm. like, oh, well, this, this is now by far the most amazing part of my life and the most exciting and fulfilling. And um, that doesn't mean that you stop wanting to do those things, but it starts seeming, at least for me, more and more silly to sacrifice everything that makes you happy in order to pursue the chance of doing something that you really really like to do mm-hmm. um so that like that's kind of getting into it a little bit yeah that's where i feel like like oh did you quit acting and it's like well one what what is the industry right now in terms of like mm-hmm. with COVID? it's like what well, people are still they're still casting it's like i'm not i'm not like chomping at the bit right now to play a space nazi that's a real a real thing i auditioned for very recently um to like a real big project um that I didn't audition for because I it's like what are what is going on why is that being made for Mm -hmm. who why Mm -hmm. would I be excited about that and I think before uh becoming a dad it it's like why would I do that well because someone's asking me to do that and it's an Mm -hmm. opportunity to perform that's Mm why
0: Mm -hmm. it's like
2: we're getting into cult territory, we're getting Mm -hmm. into brainwash territory, Mm -hmm. right? If it wasn't acting and it was something, a different kind of business, I think a lot of red flags would be going off. Mm -hmm. Your employer's asking you to do what? And they're not Mm -hmm. even paying you? You don't Mm -hmm. even get paid for that? Dude, that's not healthy. And I think, uh, yeah, both being a father and then this pandemic, it's, Mm -hmm. it's really put a lot of things, like, I don't know what going back to that, There's no way I can just like go back to business as usual, Mm -hmm. at at least right now. I can't imagine that.
3: How would Mm -hmm. you describe business as usual before the pandemic for you? Mm -hmm.
2: Business as usual is, well, you've got to have a job that's flexible enough for you to at any given point, go on audition, right? That audition could be at two in the afternoon, could be at 1130. Um, You could have to, so if, you you know, what kind of job can you have? You can work in a restaurant, you can be independently wealthy or, you know, supported by, you know, parents or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, I I don't know too many other jobs other than like restaurant and temp work, Mm -hmm. which offer the kind of flexibility you need to really go after it in Mm -hmm. New York. And I think then you also see, And this isn't like me hating on people who who come from more money than I do, but it's just easier. Like, Mm -hmm. right. If you have, if you don't have to worry about holding down a job like that, at least not regularly, Mm -hmm. it becomes a lot easier. So for me, business as usual was working in a restaurant, um, uh, to pay the bills so I could have flexibility to audition. So it's, Mm -hmm. um, and always, always getting unbelievably stressed out when an audition came in because how am I going to do it like how am I okay I can maybe get this shift covered or that shift like you know all the mm-hmm. weird little restaurant trading stuff I hope you know and then management maybe giving the permission
0: mm-hmm.
2: and then God, I, um so yeah that was business as usual mm-hmm. I don't know.
1: what what do you do now
2: like for money or like yes. work kind of? yes I I um I am a software engineer <gasps>
1: Wow! Oh yeah, because I remember. I feel like a couple of years ago you were going to school for coding,
2: or something, right? Yeah, I t- yeah, I totally, I totally did that. And uh, after I lost my job, um, and you know, I was unemployed for however long—nine months or whatever—and you have a, a child and bills and all of that yeah. stuff, and things were just really um, crumbling. And I just worked really, really hard to. Mm. Get a job, and that's what mm-hmm. I could find. Mm-hmm. And you know, at the time, I think I started studying it because it was like this was be another job that kind of affords some flexibility in terms of like if you can just get the thing done, it doesn't really matter. It's like project based. It's
0: mm-hmm. so like
2: ah, oh, just get your stuff done. You need to take off for an audition, or you, you know, you book a gig. Cool. Um, I, I, but I don't even know how that plays out now. Um, mm-hmm. but I think, yeah. I'm definitely not ready to say like, oh, I'm done. I'm done acting and I'm just a full-time. Like it, th- that job is not satisfying to me in any way other than like money and mm-hmm. puzzle solving.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Was it you, Tom, that told us once that when you're an actor and you're in New York, it's like, hey, can you do my space Nazi play at uh, what's that underground theater on the, um, St. Mark's?
1: Mm-hmm. oh uh the- under Saint mark's. A theater under st under mark's? mark's. yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> can you do my space nazi play at under st mark's at 2 a.m and you're like yeah i'm an actor so i kind of owe it to the process versus improv where you get on stage and you can play like your macbeth mm-hmm. in a funny scene and you can just do it you don't have to wade through like nyu tish students grad shows that mm-hmm. suck mm-hmm. was that a thomism or am i th-
2: it it might, it might've been, I'm not remembering that, but I 100% uh, would co-sign that. And that's like, I I remember I would, I would say, which was just repeating something. Someone had said to me, it's like, you can, you know, take these, you know, you can take acting classes. You can like, you know, be auditioning, but it's like, I find that people I know who do improv, who are like pretending regularly, Mm
0: -hmm. like
2: doing committed, pretend on a regular basis with a bunch of different characters and a bunch of different situations are the most like in the habit of acting actors. And I I agree Mm. with that. There's something about just like playing pretend on a regular basis Mm -hmm. and keeping it fun and silly that I think, yeah, you just, you just bypass all that other stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think it's much more valuable than unless you really like the space Nazi play and and you're into it. Mm -hmm. Uh, if you're not
0: what's what
1: like in improv what is what would you say like in an improv scene is like your go-to trope move that you always do and that your teammates were like
2: Mm -hmm. tom will do yeah i'm gonna knock okay this is how i'm gonna start the scene i'm gonna i'm gonna step out and i'm gonna knock on the door or i'm gonna pull up (laughs) a chair either way you're probably my my young, my young son or daughter, mm-hmm. and I got to talk to you. Something like it's going to be okay. You probably did something embarrassing, and maybe like either potty related or sexual related. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I'm going to just talk to you. And if you have any questions about it, I'm mm-hmm. here. Like I understand. You know, you wanted to see what you could put in your pee hole, and mm-hmm. it's, <laughs> you know, well, let's talk about it. Let's talk. You know, and it's mm-hmm. like, oh, for some reason, I think uh, one because I was a little older um, than a lot of the people, uh, at UCB, like it lent itself to being a dad. And I just also mm. had so much fun. I think it's some part of it was like playing the fantasy of like, man, I wish I would have had a, like someone to be like, Hey, that weird thing you're doing. Like, let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's mm-hmm. okay. You don't have mm-hmm. to be ashamed of that. Mm-hmm. Right?
1: So this is your, that's your way of processing like
2: your <laughs> childhood you your neglect
1: and self. trauma. That's what I'm going to yes. say in a
2: podcast. I don't know. I think it's also just funny yeah. to be like, Hey, okay. Now where does the shampoo bottle go? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> nice. yeah, that's my, that's my go-to move is usually that or like fake grabbing someone by the collar in a mm-hmm. moment that's not that important mm-hmm. right oh yeah Today that's like, day. Today like look the day. they you know we are next in line i just can you just promise me you won't order the medium fries or whatever it is just like mm-hmm. grabbing someone by the fake collar i always <laughs> felt yeah. like i could get a cheap laugh out of that those are that's those are my go-tos oh that's
3: Would you funny you're a, you're a higher low status character usually in improv mm.
1: that's a good like- question lauren
2: Oh, really good question. I think I normally go, I would say I normally go high status, like someone who, or like high, but I got it. I always have a superior. Like there's Mm -hmm. always like, but we need to listen to this person. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I'll, I'll be a parent or I'll be the boss, but there's like an understanding and Mm -hmm. maybe a, and I have to listen to so-and-so it's Mm -hmm. I like being in in the middle, but I'll start, I'll start high stakes usually, or yeah. High status. Yeah.
3: I mean, I say that in with the uh, inference, of course, that we're all low status characters under G.O.D., you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like and to- we
2: say that before <laughs> every show, before every show
1: yeah. or every practice mm-hmm. Tom would lead us in um, a chant. Something,
3: yeah. It sounds a lot like the Pledge of Allegiance, but it's more UCB centric. And I oh think the God. squirrel has adopted that and added a few yeah. more um, profanities. Oh, that's, um, the new, that's the new one that's a new
1: one yes we did a show on their on their twitch live stream
2: i love all the people involved with that Uh, yeah yeah. how did it go how'd the show go it
1: was a blast it was great yeah it was great i think it's so weird that like you know this new medium of performing like it was very hard to get used to but i think it's like this is our lives now i'm also kind of looking forward to like when auditions are back i think there will be more self-tapes and more just like you know, Zoom auditions, which for me are are better because it's easier to squeeze into a schedule. Yeah. Not running all over friggin' New York City. Mm. I get
2: so stressed out with the setup. That's what kills me I about self-tapes. It's like I, I really want to normalize, like, hey, it's gonna happen whenever it happens. The sound mm. and people are all like they want professional studio quality. Yeah. I think that is so
0: how can you ask someone
2: that?
3: that? We don't know how to do that, you know, we, what we should mean- do in the industry, we should have real suck asses get like beautiful we should crowdfund them to have like the best setup people who can act. Who are totally not the right look for the part and we should be like there you go, and then all the people they want to cast, we should have like basically what my setup is right now like a CD mm-hmm. rack behind you wait no have you nice seen
1: because you have you seen the audition tapes for the stranger things kids they're like literally on their bed like lying down like <laughs> dying of a cold like finn Wolfhard is like has snot pouring out of his nose and is like coughing his guts out and he gets the fucking part are you mm-hmm. serious i guess he's a kid yeah. so like not that he's bad he's very good but it's he's no like, billy Elliot
2: kid
3: he's no. no he couldn't be a running child <laughs> all of our running child <laughs> no. people they That's have like nose like that they're renting oh. wedding photographers, wedding videographers, just to get it, uh, five minutes of our time. Not that we're, <laughs> we're running, running child. We're not. That was we're not, not. But running child. We, we make you look good. We make you look good. Um, I have some, we have some, um, Tom, I really love the philosophical edge that you bring to our performance as a team, the way that you handle our emotions, our tiny, tiny egos around improv um frankly so tiny and tiniest (laughs) everyone knows we don't freak out a lot right before shows Mm -hmm. um that's our kind of our tag so we have some letters some advice letters that we've been um sent by our listeners oh wow and we would love your take on them oh my gosh are you willing to give some advice to our crazy hots absolutely okay
1: okay well, we're gonna have two letters so we'll start with this one and this is like don't like try to be funny like this is real adv- these are real people with real problems okay. and real how you okay.
3: say that eileen it literally comes <laughs> okay. off as like can you can you cut it for a second can you drop the crap can
2: you stop yeah mm-hmm.
1: yeah well
0: yeah thank can you, you Lauren, for
1: reinforcing exactly what i mean because it is that yeah okay, okay. <laughs> dearest crazy hot I am in a job that has kept me going through the pandemic, but is not my dream job. I am torn about what to do. I could buckle down and advance through the ranks, have my bills paid, support a family with my husband, the whole shebang. If I wanted to follow my dream, which I think is art and potentially art sales, I would need to start over. I fear I will be in classes and intern roles with kids half my age. I worry that I will stunt my family's natural progression and that I am picking the wrong direction for a career. I don't like the hustle of a career in professional art and art dealing i love the craft though the community i have the support of my husband i have the talent but i hate the discomfort what do i do sincerely peaches or cream
2: what a good name
3: wow that's a
1: really good name. name
2: um peaches or cream i'm gonna i'm gonna draw your attention to a couple of things if you find yourself saying i think my dream is it's okay to not know it's okay to not know what your dream is and your dream might change. And if you think that's your dream, I would say that maybe you're still figuring out what your dream is, but I did hear you say you love the craft. And that's that, that I think is one of the most important things I heard in that letter is I love the craft of this. And especially right now, it's like looking for the grand solution or like the grand happiness I think is a big old illusion but I do believe in these things that maybe we, we look at as little things like I love the craft and I think maybe the key to figuring out what your dream is or at least what you want to go after is starts with I love the craft of painting or of whatever it is and that if you start there and just survive you're doing pretty good. You're doing pretty good. And starting there and knowing you have a place of a little artistic home and a little artistic outlet, you can work on growing that somehow, but you don't need to figure that out now. And you don't need to beat yourself up for doing whatever you needed to do to survive this situation. And I, anyone who, anyone who's feeling guilty about not, finding maximum productivity maximum success it's like this is a uh, this will be in the history books as like one of the darkest times in terms of like global health i mean and it's like well yeah but what what about your career i just don't want to i don't want to be involved with that i don't want to think that way i don't want to um I don't want to live my life that way. And I don't think it's sustainable unless you find success right away. Some people do that and they find success right away. And I think it makes it really attractive to people to think that that's, that's how it happens. Mm -hmm. And it's just, you love the craft. You start there. That's beautiful. That's beautiful to just know that. Um, And it takes a lot to open yourself up to say, I love this. Um, So I would just start there peaches and Cream.
1: Peaches wow. or cream. Oh, is it or cream? That's, oh. I,
2: I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I wasn't really listening. Please
1: forgive him, Peaches. He's a straight white man. <laughs> um,
0: That's great I said advice. That earlier, and I want
2: to say, I don't know if i made the podcast. I said that earlier, and I know it comes ac- across as cliche. The whole, like, in me, he's a privileged straight white mm-hmm. man. Like, it's almost, like, mm-hmm. silly to say that as a straight white man. The only reason I said that was because there was a perspective shift that happened with working with you guys. It made me realize both what I thought was funny and... And uh, the way I listened to what other people thought was funny was so influenced just by the people that looked like me and sounded like me because that was who mm-hmm. I was surrounded by. And mm-hmm. opening that up changed uh, so much. And that's all I was trying to say. I'm not mm-hmm. just trying to make it a subtle.
1: Oh, we know. We, I, I, we do believe you for sure. Um, the way that I said
3: that sounds like you. It. No, yeah, I know. so convinced. totally. That's that. always such a fun thing to um, say after someone says something. <laughs> say, I believe you. I, I totally believe be- you. No, 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 but- no. Thank you. We really appreciate that,
1: and I do believe that you said that sincerely. And I'm, I, um, you know, and yeah. I think it's great to have, um, you know, a white man who, who is totally woke like that, um, as mm-hmm. and all curious of our, and, and, and curious. To what you said earlier. That's, that's what it is. It's like, know, what don't makes know. him I'm crazy not, hot? I
2: don't know. But it's just like you got to be open to listening. You got to be open to listening mm-hmm. and hearing people, especially people who haven't been listened to, uh, both either like in the big sense or by you. So nice. that's 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 what I'm talking about. Yeah, totally. I'm still a big old piece of shit.
3: Well, you're a Scorpio, so oh yes, that's your Scorpio side. Hey, you know the Zen Buddhist story? Uh, this is a little oh habit yeah, I'm into town has, where I do one every week. Every oh yeah. So you know, you must know as a Scorpio this one uh there was a a scorpion that needed to cross the river do we know this
0: Mm -hmm.
3: eileen i know listeners in cedar rapids all right this is for our listeners um yeah
2: cedar rapids and cedar
3: a huge base we have a huge fan base cedar rapids great great city california underrated underrated (laughs) high Mm -hmm. quality of happiness income stability um so the the scorpion needed to get across this river and the frog was in the river and scorpion said, Hey, I need a ride. And the frog said, I'm not going to give you a ride. Scorpio scorpion interchangeable. You're going to sting me. And the scorpion said, Well, if I sting you, then we'll both drown. Why would I do that? I and the do frog that? said, You know what? You're cute. You got a point. Hop on. Let's go across this river. Let's go. So they swim out in the middle of the river and the frog feels a sting in his back. And as they're both drowning, he says, We're both going to die. And the scorpion says, i'm a scorpion that's who i am
0: mm-hmm. and they
3: both die <gasps> and that is a story that will diminish any hope you have in humanity wait
1: lauren that's yeah. not the story that you were telling that's not the buddhist story
2: that's like an aesop's is. fable no like no that. you
1: told the story about is the, it aesop's? that no lauren you told okay. the story about lauren. the about one of the monks is like crossing the river and he's not supposed to That's touch a women, but he That's helped- a different one. You said Buddhist, so Wait. I thought you meant monks. Okay. And My although- story was
2: supposed to be about the monk <laughs> who touches women, or does No, Wait.
1: it's a really good story. You really gotta at least story. tell the story. Do you wanna try it, also, it I mean? in Okay, I'm one. gonna try telling it. Lauren usually tells it, so I, I probably won't do it as good as her, but I'm gonna try. So two monks are at a river and they have to cross it. And there's a woman drowning in the river. And the one of the monks is like, we, we have to save this woman, she's drowning. And the other monk is like, we're not supposed to touch women. Like they're not allowed to touch women. So one of the one monk goes and he saves the woman and he takes her out of the water and she lives and she's free. And the other monk says, like a, a week goes by or something. And the other monk says, I can't believe you carried that woman. And the other monk says, I can't believe you're still
3: carrying her. Mic drop. Buddhist mic drop. Buddhist monk mic drop. drop. <laughs> Isn't that good? That's the story That's really I thought good. you were going to tell.
2: That's really good. Yeah. I
3: love that well, story. Apparently what I just told was an Aesop fable. but Both good it stories. Might, might you know, story. they're kind of in the same vein.
2: Yeah. And who knows who started it? That's really yeah. good. I haven't.
3: Mm-hmm. lauren it.
1: lauren is full of really good stories she's like a oh stepmom God. in that way like meredith in many Blank. ways,
3: in many ways. <laughs> lauren has uh, major meredith blake energy mm-hmm. and oh. i call nick mm-hmm. Nikki all the time and i'm encouraging Nicky. him to invest in a vineyard wow yes. uh, you should invest yeah. in the vineyard and yeah. you should be dennis quaid vineyard vines baby um okay we, there's another but, wait eileen did you give your advice to peaches or cream uh oh um i mean i think that tom gave great advice i think, I,
1: think so I, I would just say that like you're gonna be dead in the ground someday so just like do whatever you want that's my motto mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: that's really good yeah. too
3: i think there's also like i i what came to mind was that saying which is like a sweet saying but kind of toxic too where if you love what you do you'll never work a day in your life and people mm-hmm. are like i have to get to that where i never feel like i'm working and it's
1: I think you still feel like you're working, even if you love it. Like it's still hard.
3: It's still hard work. (laughs) You know, what's a job that feels like pleasant 95% of the time. And I don't know, even, you know, Hey, become a famous actor. Your jobs are not pleasant. Yeah. Half the time.
1: Like even when, when Emily Evans and I were shooting this short film, like it was six days and they were long days. I mean, we were Uh working 8. AM to like 9. PM. And one day we were working 2. PM to 3. AM. And like. They It was so long. I was exhausted, but I did. I loved it. I was like, oh yeah, this has to be my job. I could do this every day for the rest of my life, but that doesn't mean it was easy and that it wasn't work. It was work.
2: Yes. Yeah. Oh, I I always think about those times where it's like, okay, when was I the closest to doing what I feel like this would be the best job? Mm -hmm. And then it's like, you can so quickly find those moments that you were so bored. You were so exhausted. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. so difficult. And, uh, like you were sludging through it, It's the, yeah. You're if you're holding out for that job, that just feels like masturbating all day. That's not mm-hmm. a job. Then you that should that just
1: masturbate it. all day. Yeah.
2: Then just go for it. Right. Just go yeah. for it.
1: Do yeah. it.
2: Yeah. Do it. I
3: dare you. You know what, yeah. when we were talking Listen about up, Billy Elliot kids, listen running child running child child. run for you if running child doesn't accept you see if you can masturbate all day (laughs) um there the first when you're talking about drinking someone's uh like spit Mm -hmm. cup Mm -hmm. the first internet porn I ever saw was called bong girls and it was a porn Mm -hmm. but it was girls who drank bong water they like Mm -hmm. chugged a huge Mm. college tall bong of bong water and I was like all right, so that's sex you got to drink some bong water. <laughs>
2: I don't think that's, I mean, it's like, I, I feel like sometimes I say, no matter what it is, like you're looking at a stool. It's like, man, somewhere that's someone's fetish is like mm-hmm. looking at a stool and mm-hmm. for whatever reason. So it's like, you want to say, I just feel like drinking bong water is a man. Was that anyone It's like drinking the dips bit? Yeah. Like, was that anyone's, I don't know if that was anyone's fetish or like that was anyone sort of Oh.
1: This guy that I went to college with once said um, he's a dick, also. But he once said that if if you can think of a fetish and you Google it and it doesn't exist, you have to make it. And I was like, okay, you're. <laughs> I like that the rule. I
2: like that. You're and the. It's worst. yours. Then you own it. Yeah. <laughs> then
1: you have to make so it.
2: Praying that's
3: like, my please, fetish.
0: please be there. Please, I can't, I can't <laughs> please.
2: devote my life to this.
3: Yeah. Oh, I can't that's... afford that much rubber yeah. cement. I can't
0: afford...
1: <laughs>
3: uh okay oh let's God. move on to our second letter yeah That's, speaking oh, of yeah, that so, yeah. there's just only one more You're crazy hot. hot i'm in a loving healthy relationship with my boyfriend but i'm extremely paranoid whenever we are sleeping next to each other i'm so scared of a robber breaking in and killing me or hiding under my bed and sliding in to spoon me when i am jetpacking behind the big spoon luckily i am also a neuroscientist and a geneticist and was able to clone my boyfriend <laughs> I now have two boyfriends that spoon me on each side and protect me from any potential intruders, because if they were to break in, they would protect me and also probably die first. My problem is this. My original boyfriend, OGBF, is having difficulty living peacefully with the cloned boyfriend. To be fair, the clone does act exactly like him, and it's slightly unnerving, not to mention the fact that our bed is quite snug, holding three people. OGBF is having a bit of of an existential crisis, being faced with his literal self and feeling jealous that I'm cheating on him, but it's literally himself. I keep telling him, babe, don't be jealous. You should be so flattered that I love you so much I wanted two of you, but it's very upsetting to him and he wants to murder the clone. (laughs) Sorry. I do love having two boyfriends that are the same man, but I'm also slightly concerned with the ethics of this and want my OGBF to be comfortable. Murdering the clone would technically be fine since he doesn't have any documents and is not the original version of himself, but I am conflicted. Would my boyfriend be able to murder himself? What are the lasting damaging effects of murdering a clone of the man you love, even if the original man is still alive? I certainly can't let him go into the world and I can't be found out for cloning or my lab will be pissed that I use their resources without asking. (laughs) How can I find peace and harmony in my household with two of the same man And if you don't think that that's possible, how can I kill and dispose of the clone's body discreetly? Thanks to boyfriends. I think this person has written to us before. So lucky her that she's gotten in twice. (sighs) Wait, you think so?
2: Yeah. I mean, lucky her that she, uh, she feels like she can reach out to you or she at least sees you guys as a lifeline. Um, Two BFs. I'm I'm gonna shoot you straight. I do think you you have a you have a big mess on your on your hands. I think <laughs> mm-hmm. it's gonna yeah. be it's gonna be you're gonna have some difficult choices to make regardless. Um, and I'd want you to just know that going in. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
2: A couple of things. I, I think about that that phrase they always use with science. I think it was in Jurassic Park, where it's like you were so excited to see if you could you didn't stop to think if you should. Mm. And I think it really applies here that there's Mm -hmm. some long-term consequences to, it might seem fun initially to have two two boyfriends, but one, I'm not so sure that it's totally okay, like that there's no paperwork. I don't, legally I don't know what the ramifications would be of murdering a clone. I would think there'd be something just because it is a life I don't, I don't know, but I, I wouldn't just assume you're okay. Yeah. That being said, just quickly how to dispose of it. Uh, you gotta, you gotta get the p- body parts into small pieces mm-hmm. some way. And um, it seems like the successful people that get away with this do like a combination of like burning and then Burying. Or the the
1: breaking bad dissolving in acid. In, if you can acid. get a hold of that. If you can mm. if I also don't think that's a... totally accurate but yeah. No it know. is.
3: Honestly if is you it? can get an acidic salad dressing, the Newman's Own zesty balsamic, if you can get enough of that and have You're going to raise time. a lot
2: of red flags buying that much Newman's Own because a <laughs> lot high. of people know that you can use large amounts of Newman's Own to make that. Yeah, it's fine yeah. just yeah. The They same have a limit three per person. Of- exactly. Mm-hmm you have to show your id at the mm-hmm. at the drugstore right um well,
1: guys we really understand game
2: <laughs> <laughs> ah, god i get the i get the appeal of the two boyfriends mm-hmm. i get the appeal of like the sandwich they're going to be killed first when an intruder comes because obviously that's how you're going to get really good sleep is knowing like i won't be murdered first that's a really quick way to get some some quality sleep Mm
3: -hmm. not i will not be murdered (laughs) i think
2: it's something to think about that you then still would be murdered so you're talking about like a small moment of like a little bit more peace Mm -hmm. and having to regardless of if you guys get in trouble because i do think you should the relationship with ogbf is salvageable Mm -hmm. i think you're going to have to do the murder together uh and that's going to be a thing that is going to both hold you back and also bond you guys trauma. bond you back. Yes. And you will have to work through that. And it will take a long time and there will be ramifications and I'm not going to sugarcoat it and say there aren't going to be, you will have, you'll probably have nightmares and you'll probably like, remember that how you did it, where you did it, mm-hmm. but you two will be the only ones that understand it. And mm-hmm. I think that's a place again, maybe we're just talking about places to start. That's a place mm-hmm. to start mm-hmm. for you guys. And maybe a, a way out of this mess, which I, I do think you're gonna get tangled up if you try and stay in it much longer.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: That's balance. I I I mean, we all have the fantasy of all of us m- murdering yeah. a clone, being mm-hmm. like, you know, a present mm-hmm. day Antonio Bandetis mm-hmm. and maybe um, Sigourney Weaver, and you're in your retirement home and you just have that smile in mm-hmm. your eyes of like, remember 40 <laughs> years ago when we dissolved that person. Mm-hmm. But then the waiter brings you guys your starter salads.
2: Oh, it's
1: already and, here. And there's Newman's and- own.
3: It's a dressing dressing. that smells Mm -hmm. too familiar. And then you're haunted. Mm -hmm. Um, Absolutely. I think
1: it could also be really cathartic to kill, to actually get to kill your partner and then have them be alive still. Mm -hmm. Also,
2: the trauma of I'm in my 40s, I have a retirement home, but the restaurant I go to uses, it's like my fancy restaurant (laughs) uses Newman's own. And it's like, is it, am I living a yeah. fancy life or am I kind of deluding myself a little bit?
1: And then the it, castle it, comes yeah. crumbling down yeah.
2: right.
1: <laughs> all
0: around the,
2: you. Uh, <laughs> Sarah does have a thing that we, we laugh about that so often she thinks when I come into the bedroom, especially if she's asleep, like first thought is I'm a murderer. Mm. Like it's that like instant, like you're, so I think I, I need to appreciate that more than maybe I did in my initial response of mm. how valuable that feeling is of like, well, if it is, they're not going to get me right away.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, also it's you just so change how you walk. If that's yeah, yeah. No. No, I,
1: like that. I <laughs> say the same thing though. Like I around the bed, so I, I, Josh and I sleep in the bed next to the bed. I have a taser and you know, I'm in like bumfuck main. like no one is going to find me, mm-hmm. um, We don't lock our doors, like we're it's very safe. But he he said to me, he was like, I think you think about getting, like having a break in, a lot more than I do. And I was like, yeah, definitely. I think about it constantly. I'm constantly worried that someone is gonna break in, and that's just the reality. Is he's not worried about that because he's a big strong man. But
3: it's okay. It also helps to like talk to your brain and be like, brain, you're protecting me, sweet. Yeah. Like when I thought a bunch of Amish people at the train station couple of months ago i was like oh, bandits and was like, no lauren they're not bandits like what you brain like i always mm-hmm. talk to my brain like that and i'm like mm-hmm. thank you for protecting me against mm-hmm. whatever you think bandits are and what they do <laughs> what would they do brain and my brain's like bandit, they don't have bandit. Beat yourself They <laughs> for
2: thinking they were because you have had an experience
3: mm-hmm.
2: uh with a group of people who weren't i don't know if they were technically amish but they certainly shun technology and they mm-hmm. did mm-hmm. Uh, when you guys did that fun little caravan thing, they did uh, pull up with their horses and uh, rob the caravan. Mm-hmm. And- you mean when we were oh. going
1: to HBO Women and Comedy Festival?
2: Yes. Yes. So that mm-hmm. was- we
3: got robbed. <laughs> we got robbed. Did
2: you guys really get robbed? No. Oh, I see what no, you're no. saying. I was like, oh, am I not being sensitive? Yeah. You should- You guys are. So I'm just gonna mention it if you. <laughs> we. If do you're that. listening to this, uh, and you are aren't a fan of other things uh, that members of the sister wives do, you are really, really missing out. I feel you guys as a, as a collective are some of the most productive comedians. I, I know, I don't, I don't get where the productivity comes from. I don't understand it. And it is just mm. sort of like, it's mind blowing how productive you guys are. Well,
1: thank, thank you. you. With good think, stuff.
2: It's not just like yeah. turning up crap.
1: It's mm. good
2: right. stuff that shows who you are.
1: Well, I think part of it is that we're still in that delusional phase where, like, we're young, we don't have children, and we're kind of just like, uh, "Yeah, I'm gonna absolutely get famous any literal second, so I mm. better kick my own ass," which is exhausting. Um,
3: I will exhausting. say, but uh, we'll get th- we'll get to where you are. Uh, it's a nice it's a so nice culture. Please, <laughs> don't, please don't. We're on yeah. our way. Uh, It's a nice culture of this is normal um, Mm -hmm. and it's a healthy balance of I'm doing this project because I gave myself permission to Mm -hmm. and I see people like Eileen and Molly and Mm -hmm. Emily and Emily and Felicia and Maria doing those projects and saying, who gave me permission? Uh, I gave myself permission five mm-hmm. seconds ago. And then I started, five which is a huge ago. problem for me. I'm a huge, Oh, I need this gatekeeper to say yes. I need to yeah. have a computer. Yeah. And next Tuesday sounds better. And, um, mm-hmm. it really <clears throat> proves the, uh, saying of like you kind of become who you surround yourself with or mm-hmm. they become your, you know, how you act and yeah. normalize that producing things that you love mm-hmm
2: that that what is what comes through it's not just like the you guys are churning stuff out it seems that you have so much fun mm-hmm. which I don't know it's one of those things where it's like it's the magic of feeling like you also are getting to know someone by mm-hmm. the stuff they're making as mm-hmm. opposed to just like they're making they're trying to make what everyone else is or they're mm-hmm. trying to like do the same kind of thing and I remember working with you guys improv wise it was sort of like a moment that you stopped not that you weren't listening to me but you kind of stopped caring so much about Mm -hmm. like what the notes are Mm -hmm. more than like Tom you're just here to sort of facilitate this and make this like a a practice and maybe say start and stop but what happens in between is really just what we want to do and what Mm -hmm. makes us laugh Mm -hmm. and that's I don't know that's what I feel like you you really it evolved into something far beyond like what would be a ucb type? it's like oh no 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 this is a special vibe that they've created and mm-hmm. have That's built up by supporting each other and just saying like yes you like that cool i do too right now mm-hmm. um and that comes through so much in what you guys make
3: Thank thanks you. tom it hey. does feel like that we take it for granted sometimes i think because it's just what we know but ucb teams are not like this Harold teams mm-hmm. lloyd teams like they are not a band of best friends no it's, it's no, offense. Incredible no offense no offense UCB Lloyd teams yeah. they're incredible things that <laughs> those teams have like mm-hmm. being on Lloyd and Harold and Mon all those great mm-hmm. things that were. but I'm always amazed to be reminded of that's a good sentence I'm always amazed to be reminded of <laughs> how beautiful the English language is and how nice it is to get along because I know a lot of times people are like I hated that team
0: mm-hmm. eventually
3: mm-hmm. and I'm like oh
1: yeah, and it's yeah, it is a miracle, I think, to a lot of our listeners, but none of the sister wives were ever on Lloyd and we mm-hmm. will never, ever, ever let it go for <laughs> <laughs> as long as we live. No, I'm kidding. I'm I'm completely kidding. Mm-hmm
3: i wasn't mad at the kennel club dog show last year because i didn't get a callback (laughs) like so mad at a dog show because i was like this fucking poodle's gonna win and i didn't get a lloyd callback
1: you guys i am actually like about to pee my pants so i'll be right back okay two minutes two minute break two minute two minute break (sighs) oh i'm so glad you guys got to see
2: talula
1: me too she's so sweet Um, I'm so it makes me so happy that she wears those socks because I was really worried they would be too big for her and they probably are but they're her nighttime socks
2: so I can't tell you how many times she has like if it's kind of warm. And I'll sort of be, she'll say, "Eileen socks. It's like, well, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's hot. It's a little hot. I think once you get under the blankets and everything, you mm-hmm. might, the Eileen socks. I lean socks. Like oh my God. Is, I love that. It's like, absolutely. Yep. And just oh, know that if yeah. you get hot, you can take them off. Yeah. Um, but she, oh, yeah.
1: She that makes me so much, happy. my mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. I love that.
3: Did she just
2: put yeah. them on Eileen? She puts them on, they're usually like nap time socks or bedtime socks she alternates she has some like christmas socks that sort of feel like the eileen socks so if Mm -hmm. Eileen socks are dirty she'll go with these christmas socks um but if the eileen socks are clean she's using them
3: oh that makes
1: me so happy
3: Ah! i just read that it's good to sleep in socks because it allows your blood vessels to dilate more
1: Mm -hmm. i always Mm -hmm. sleep in socks always yeah Yeah, i know and people think it's weird but i like to be toasty on my toes
2: Mm-hmm. i get so hot if i if i wear socks i,
3: I always yeah i always do some like monkey business where i pull them off with my other foot mm. and then they end up mm-hmm. like wedged in the bed and turned into
1: it's really so- cold in our room though so we like a cold room but also I josh is like a human room. radiator so mm. it really all it all evens out
3: <laughs> it was so I, hot
0: uh, yeah
2: it's a rare, it's got to be very, I like a cold bedroom. It's got to be mm-hmm.
3: R- mm-hmm.
2: really cold for me to want socks on.
3: I love a cold bedroom. I like grew up with super cold upstairs because mm-hmm. like it saves money and we'll turn the heat on later and whatever. Mm-hmm. And I love it. And our apartment was 78 degrees two nights ago. Mm-mm.
1: That is what I am not, I don't miss about New York is that you don't really control your own heat, which sucks. Yeah it's the worst
3: so, so much um okay you know what doesn't suck being in a lightning round tom we have this amazing lightning round it is fast-paced answers it is first choice best choice um there are right and wrong answers and we will give you a score at the end okay. uh but that's a joke so answer however you want you like okay are you but, ready but i should
2: be it should be like off the top of my head off the first. top of your head yeah okay. you
3: can take <clears> a two-minute break to think about it Whatever you want, but yeah, uh, preferably yeah.
2: faster. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> Ready. Forever. Okay.
3: Did Epstein really kill himself, or was he killed?
2: Uh, he was killed. He might have. He might have uh, been involved with his own killing, but it was uh, because someone else wanted it to happen.
3: 1966? Question
2: mark. 67 uh, was better.
3: Mm. Island home or cabin in the woods?
2: Cabin. Oh, cabin in the woods, without question.
3: Where would you live other than New York? Oakland. Coolest accent to have? Texas. Cereal, if you eat, I lose a small amount of respect for you. Cheerios. Wow. Character you'd play in Greece?
0: Was it like a guy who's
3: talk like this? He maybe's like friends with the friends with John Travolta kind of guy. Wait, <laughs> uh the the one with like the who was like markedly older? Squeaky. I don't is there a squeaky? They're all, <laughs> I, I've maybe squeaky. seen it
2: once. I
3: I, I don't know Grease One of his well, sidekick well, guys. Yeah, yeah. sidekick guy who's like, yeah, get him. <laughs> oh yeah, I know that guy. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh, um guy. a common saying you think is so stupid.
2: we're all a family here. Mm. Like said in the context yeah. of like a oh. restaurant.
3: Restaurant work, oh my God, mm. like, we cool, Can I do cocaine off a plate with you in the downstairs office then, if we're all family? And your manager's yeah. like, maybe next time. I thought how do
2: that was the next people? lightning round question. <laughs> how do I what?
3: How do you greet people? <laughs> hey. Things, thing you took most for granted before having a precious baby, baby girl. I
2: think I took most for granted having I mean, pressure, precious, precious um <laughs> precious, precious. oh oh deep sleep deep mm-hmm. sleep a
3: mm-hmm. random thing you love about your partner that you have never told them that's a really
0: good Dead question. Oh. Mm.
2: this is
3: so sarah listens <laughs> I've never... to never the podcast yeah <laughs> just to to like go fishing for sarah's view mm-hmm.
2: just say that oh. <laughs> oh, i mean I, i'm pretty i'm pretty good at saying mm-hmm. the things that i like so i really i want to answer this and you did say initially i had two minutes to possibly think about it i'm not going to yeah. take that whole minutes but i want to <laughs> take a minute
1: okay
3: okay
2: minute, just give me a second to think about something okay. that, that i haven't shared
3: are you on a date that's not going so hot <laughs> did you know that billy <laughs> Elliot hasn't run for over 19 months running child
1: hire running child <laughs> to um, fix your relationship
3: if you bought a gift card for Nightchild, that company is now Running Child and is transferable. Running Child.
2: <laughs> they really got to get that message out more about is transferable. I think I that would, uh, yes. it would be, she is so tolerable of like the worst parts of myself. You know what I mean? Where it's like, with the, where you're like, I can't believe it. Like deep down mm-hmm. you feel like, I can't believe this person mm-hmm. is okay with that. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, that that yeah just because you don't want to admit that you have those parts mm-hmm. but on some some level you just deep down feel like wow you are so patient and so mm-hmm. open to that someone's going to grow and change over time and
0: mm-hmm. yeah.
2: yeah open to the, the evolution of a person and uh being okay with their like those bad parts
3: i love that and just like oh
2: it's, this is difficult to be around you when you're like this so
3: it's, yeah, yeah I don't know. It's, a, yeah best. lightning around i'm
2: not trying to slow it down <laughs> keep it keep no, it going
3: that's a good point we all we all have those things that if your partner was like hey i'm leaving you forever because of this you'd be like well i fucked up yeah Shouldn't have yeah and those that. yeah <laughs> not even fight yeah. it like i was that's... on the
2: verge of a breakdown you know over like hmm. spilling uh, like spilling a little bit of what i was drinking in a tent and it's like this was last night just the worst, like. I, you know just unreasonable mm-hmm. upset what is mm-hmm. wrong with you kind of mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. Um, that you're like man i can't believe it and like still slept in the same bed
0: oh
3: <laughs> i also get <clears throat> like that mm-hmm. um best type of pen Vape. Vape. a <laughs> <laughs> smoke weed every day no i really like those. well your junkies. daughter is spons- your daughter's a
1: sponsored They're- smoker Mm -hmm. so yeah
2: the oh yeah the those sharpies not the like the big sharpies but they make the sharpie pen Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. those
1: this one with the fine tip
2: no 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 so that's still a sharp yeah it kind of looks like that but it's Mm -hmm. even more of a i might have mine mine right here uh no i think i was writing with it um but it's it's sharpie and it looks much more like a like a regular pen Mm -hmm. in terms of size Mm. uh but it's just got that really nice sh- It's got a point like what you just had.
3: Nice. Ink. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. Beautiful ink. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, nice. Sharpie pen. Okay. Go nice. to
3: per se in sweatpants and have a great dinner or have a one hour massage three times a year. Go to per se in sweatpants sure. and have their four hundred and ninety dollar tasting menu.
2: And I don't have to pay
3: for it. You don't have to pay for it. It's on the yeah. house.
2: Yeah, sure. Why not? Welcome.
3: Okay. Are you aware that in- are you aware of what <sighs> incredible <laughs> are you aware of what incredible predators owls are
2: slightly slightly i know they take cats
3: is this lightning round the new billy on the street could be are are golden doodles ever going to go away yes (laughs) befriend kill teach improv 4012 okay you get to pick mitch mcconnell lori beth dinberg or shredder from teenage mutant ninja turtles befriend kill Teach improv 401
2: to give me the give me the it's Mitch McConnell. Mitch
3: McConnell Dinberg. Mm-hmm. If you don't know who she is, we're not telling you. Yeah, okay. no, you
2: don't need to. Okay. okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. And what's the other one? Shredder, and Shredder from
3: Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles.
2: Um befriend Lori. Okay. Um teach improv 401 to Shredder. Okay, and kill Mitch McConnell. <laughs>
3: Lovely. That was, easy. that was you easy. answered 100
2: uh,
1: You got 100. That was okay, hard. I just googled Lori Death, <laughs> Lori Beth Dinberg and okay. she is an actress and comedian known for her work as an original cast member of the Nickelodeon sketch comedy series All That.
2: Oh, I know exactly who it is. I know exactly who it is. That. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. What did I say? Befriend? Yeah. That, that, yeah. That yeah. Probably...
1: You wouldn't need yeah, to teach her 401. She was a a member of all that. Wow. That Mm-mm. that actually, those were the correct answers for that question. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I here.
2: really like Shredder being thrown in there too. Because yeah. it's like, what are you going to kill Shredder? It's like, that's what people have been trying to do to him his whole life. You, if you're <laughs> going to be the one who's like, hey, all right. So let's uh, kill you. Let's sh- First of all, where are we? This is the standard. Establish- and he's like, <laughs> oh my god just what you would open up in him and mm-hmm. shredder
3: would yeah. low-key be so good at improv i think mm. yeah and i think <laughs> Except- he's ready
2: to uh, god it's just so uptight and mm-hmm. not he able needs to, to be let creative. loose mm-hmm.
3: yeah yes. although i could see him running into some serious trauma triggers with the mm. pattern game
2: yeah we don't have to do that we don't have to do that yeah. not do you not we like were
3: the a- pattern game tom do you think the pattern game is stupid i
2: really um I think, no, I don't think it's stupid. I do like it. I I don't think it needs to be put on like a holy grail, but I Mm -hmm. think there is something uh, that at least in terms of like whatever UCB stuff is really useful to doing it over and over and over. You start Mm -hmm. learning more than anything. I think it's it, it gets you to listen and be okay with an idea and letting go of an idea, like being okay with an idea that's not your own and letting mm. go of an idea that you were really excited about. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're going to be working with the same group of people mm-hmm. doing the pattern game over and over, I do think is, is beneficial, but you don't want to do true. it. Fuck it.
3: That's true. That's and my biggest Talking issue.
2: about the pattern game.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We almost made Lauren, we interviewed, um, Dylan Adler on one of our podcasts and Lauren almost made us do a pattern game with Dylan Adler I'm so so glad we didn't end up doing that
3: and you know what I was okay and I accepted releasing that idea just like in the pattern game so in a way we kind of did right and you know what sometimes when (laughs) the way we kind of did by not doing it yeah and and a lot of the problems with the running childs that we've been running into is they forget their prompt and they make up a new prompt like I can't believe you um save me from the war and then it doesn't work out so well but we're telling our clients accept what they say
1: yeah you know. like teach it use it as an improv exercise and that's why the billy elliot kids would be so good at that because they can remember lines
3: they can remember huge lines huge and style acting
2: i think it's so <laughs> awesome that you guys are drawing a line though that if you were if you were a um it's, it's not called an alternate what's it called understudy <laughs> <laughs> Understudy. <laughs> it's all student council uh if you were an understudy that you are not uh, eligible that this was, you know, you had to have performed. The
0: principal,
1: you had yeah. To, you know, it's actually running. a, it's actually an AEA opportunity. The running yeah, child.
2: I, I worked with one of the, I worked with uh those non-union kids, and what you know, they run it up. You're not supposed to be within 500 yards of a school, Mister. It's like that oh, is not no. helping me on this
1: date. It's, no, <laughs> no, not at all. Um, <laughs> mm.
2: You're
3: like you're 14, and they're like, my dad yeah. was Panicky in Greece. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Tom, it has been such a freaking pleasure to have you on. Before you guys kick me off of
2: here, before you guys kick me off, I do want to, I just feel like I owe it. I owe it to say this Um, because one, it gives an insight, I think, into like the shitty parts of me. Mm -hmm. And two is just a very true statement. And three, (gasps) I think it's also there's somewhere there's a, like a compliment or a, um, a, an expression of gratitude in there. Mm -hmm. Some part of me, and this is true. This is no joke. Some part of me while working with you guys. And it's a thought that I still have to this day is like for sure like just with what those what those like performers and creators do there's a good chance that one of them makes it big and you know maybe I don't need to hustle as hard as I do because like I worked really hard with them and like one of them will probably like throw me a bone when they're like the producer or the executive director or mm. the star of the show I bet I could get some work just out of like Hey, we feel bad for you. And you were so nice to us back then here. Yeah. Why don't you come on? You can be, well, you can be, we'll let you be the guy. It's like a cool role. You come, you sweep the floor and you're like, hey, and you go off. I, I think about that more, more often than I think is like reasonable. <laughs> but it's a real thought i have that, like yeah
1: probably wow. you know you'll sh- throw you me should a plan bomb. on
3: that tom this is, that.
1: is the first of many bones we will throw you and mm-hmm. we absolutely plan to throw you bones mm-hmm. um i'm gonna write little one-liners for straight white men only for you
2: i'm ready i'm ready mm-hmm. okay sick mm-hmm.
1: um and, and tolula about- can be in it too if she wants to if she wants <laughs> oh, to she
2: is ready she's ready
1: oh wow well, you guys you have to do a whole there.
2: episode where you play pretend with her I mean, that would be amazing. Really, I would love that. It gets really in-depth and really meta and <laughs> find out a lot about yourself.
1: And wow. then
3: you realize they're just processing what they saw that day.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Emily, mm-hmm.
1: okay, Emily was telling um, us that that Tallulah says like uh, pink butt, like people have pink butts. And so now whenever we play Among Us or Quiplash or Blather Round, my name is always Pink Butt.
2: She's obsessed with the idea of a pink, the, the Grinch had on some pink shorts at some point in oh. that, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch Grinch. And I think for her so far, the funniest thing in her life has been that the Grinch had a pink butt. <laughs> um,
1: that's so funny. That's, that's the nerd to
3: her. Yeah. That is the yes.
2: Nerd. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Full, that we, we should end it right now. I don't want to do much more because I okay,
3: think. Well, okay. Well, okay. Thank you for listening to crazy, crazy hot.
1: hot. Um, Wait, I wanted to say that Tom is in a movie that's coming out, called Passing, and he, yeah. and it's coming out soon. Uh,
2: I think, yeah, I think it's um, Netflix bought it. It's uh, it'll be <gasps> for It was supposed to have it was premiered at Sundance, and then Sick. it's gonna be. We're supposed to have a big theatrical release, but because of uh, all the dead people um, from COVID, they didn't think it was a good idea.
0: Uh, and, you know, yeah. you can agree or disagree yeah, with yeah. that.
2: I don't yeah. know if it really did, but uh, no, they are doing uh, it. Netflix bought it, and I <laughs> okay. think it'll be at the end of uh, this year. They're hoping, uh, but yeah. Netflix has it, and it'll be on Netflix at some point. But I think it'll be towards the end of the year.
0: Wow!
1: And you can follow Tom on all pla- on Instagram and Twitter. That Tom White, right? That
2: Tom. Mm-hmm. That Tom White. That Tom, White. White. That Tom Sick.
1: White. All right, guys. This has been crazy hot. We're crazy hot, and so are you.
3: Join us next time when we figure out how you can get more than three bottles of Newman's own balsamic vinaigrette. Uh, what stores let you slip by? Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.
1: Yay, Crazy Hottie. You listened to completion.
3: If you have questions, want to inquire about ad space, get anonymous advice, or make a declaration of your undying love for us. You can email us at crazyhotpod at gmail.com.
1: And find us on Instagram at Crazy Hot Show. We love you. Thank you so much for listening.
3: And don't forget, you're hot as fuck. fuck.
0: ma. Exactly. That's perfect.